we can get discouraged and think, well, God didn't hear us. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. But what we can't see, and this is our theme tonight, is that God's working upstream. God's quote is saying, I will go before you and make crooked places straight. There are things that we're getting impatient about. We're thinking that God's not doing anything. He's on a vacation, a coffee break. But he's already done them. For him, time, past, present, and future is like a fruit that he can hold in the palm of his hand. It's already been done. In fact, the moment that you pray to God for his light towards honoring him and getting in the middle of what his plan for your life is, at that moment, he set your mission into motion. He lined up that healing, the right person, the breaks you need. Now, what we have to do in our part is stay in faith until those upstream blessings make it downstream to where we are. In the meantime, thoughts are going to tell you it's never going to happen. Nothing's changing. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get talked out of it. If you're going to see upstream blessings, you have to have upstream faith. Upstream faith is I'm not moved by what I see or what I don't see. I know that God's working. I know that things have shifted in my favor. I know the answer's on the way. Now, if you have that kind of an attitude, can I tell you it's just a matter of time before you see what Krishna has done upstream. This is what Vasudev had to do. Krishna made his appearance 5,300 years ago in mature India. And the prediction was that Krishna would kill the evil Herod-like king, Kamsa, after his birth. Krishna's father, Vasudev, and his mother were imprisoned by Kamsa until such time as Krishna would take birth and then Kamsa would break in and kill him. He appeared at midnight in the prison house. The prison guards went to sleep and the gates sprung open miraculously. Now what Father Vasudev had to do was get Krishna to safety and he had some friends in Goloka, a little village about 30 miles away. Now the problem was it was storming. Winds were howling, torrential rains were coming down. Vasudev bundled up Krishna on his way to Goloka, outside of Delhi, came to the Yamuna River, which was in full flood mode. Vasudev looked at that flooding river, he couldn't see any way that he was going to get across. The winds were howling, the banks were over flooding. There's no way he could take a child safely across that water, the current was so strong and so forceful. Now he continued out of faith, walking towards the bank, praying and believing, God, let it happen. Make a way where I don't see a way. Getting closer, closer. And the river, instead of abating, it's getting more and more intense. Close, he's able to inspect it. It looks worse than he thought. Now there's this incredible drama. He's still moving by faith. He puts his first foot in the water, thinking, now's the time. The water will obey. The water will slacken. Nope, just as bad. And then by faith, he puts another foot in the water. And it's all he can do to keep his feet underneath him and not be swept out. Nothing happens. And still, by faith, he goes in further. Now he's ankle deep. Now he's up to his knees. Not only are things not getting better, but they're getting worse. He feels like he's about to be swept away with baby Krishna and drowned in the current. Let's pause for a moment. And let me ask you, are there times in your life when 
you feel you've done the right thing, but it doesn't work out. You took steps of faith, you prayed, you went the extra mile, but the water, so to speak, didn't part. You didn't get the contract, your health didn't improve, that problem hasn't resolved. This is where boss of Abra is right now. Now he could have thought, God, where are you? Why isn't the water parting? I did what you said. I walked into the water. I walked ankle deep. Now I'm knee deep. I don't see any signs of things changing. Nothing looks any different. The river is still swollen. The current is just as strong. So what are we going to do now? What do you think? We're going to go 10 miles upriver and 10 minutes back in time. From the time that Basadev, 10 miles downriver, approached the edge of the river, the water had been dammed up. But it takes 10 minutes to get to where Basadev was standing, knee-deep in the water. The miracle had already happened. Basadev just couldn't see it for another 10 or 12 minutes. 10 miles upstream, God had already obstructed the flow, and it was just a matter of time before Basadev would see the effects of what had God had already done upstream. A few minutes later, Basadev said to himself, is this my imagination, or is the current not as strong as it was? Is it not flowing as fast as it was? I think it's going down a little. That current kept getting slower and slower, less and less forceful, until the current was finally mild enough he felt he could safely wade across. In fact, Krishna sent a jackal ahead of him that was also making his way across, and he just followed in the footsteps of the jackal. So like with Vasudev in our lives, those of us who have kept God first place and are moving forward, Krishna's already, he's already taken care of that which you're worried about. He's already dammed up those waters, stopped the sickness, broken the addiction, lined up that right connection, built that temple. You may not be able to see it just yet. Circumstances look just the same. River's still swollen. Your business is still struggling. The medical report hasn't changed. Your loved one is still making bad decisions off course. Don't let what's happening downstream talk you of what God's done upstream. If you're going to have upstream blessings, then you have to keep believing, keep praising, keep expecting. Walk by faith and not by sight. I don't see any sign of it. Nothing's improving, but Krishna or God, I know you're working. I know you're faithful. I know what you promised me is on the way. And what's significant is that Vasudev stayed in the water with the baby until the waters receded. He could have waited five minutes. He could have waited six minutes. He could have waited seven minutes and thought, well, I did what I was told to do, but nothing happened. Let's go back to the prison. He could have thought, I'm wasting my time. Come on, Krishna. We look like fools out here. I must have gotten it wrong somewhere or other. Maybe we're supposed to go back. Face comes in the morning. I'm tired. The water is cold. My feet are numb. No. Vasudeva stayed there in faith. The required 10 minutes. And as he was standing in the raging waters, 
as the circumstances weren't changing, every thought was knocking on the door. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But instead, listen with me. Listen with your ears of faith. 5,300 years ago. I don't know about you, but I can hear him standing there knee deep in the raging water declaring God is good. His mercy endures forever. I can hear him singing, way maker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. I can hear him singing, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, you've done it in the past, and I know you're going to do it this time. Your being for me is greater than the whole world being against me. We will make it across this water. We will make it to Goloka this very evening. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Rama. He stood in faith. He stood knowing that Krishna was working. He stood expecting good things to come. He didn't see how. He didn't know when. But one thing he knew is that Krishna God is faithful. That he's in control and what he promised, he would bring it to pass. Similarly for us, when we're standing in those waters believing for things to change and waiting for what Krishna promised, the way that you're going to stay in the water and not give up is by keeping the presence of Krishna or God in your life. And how do you do that? You praise him. When you don't see anything changing, you thank him that the miracle's on the way when you don't see any sign of it. You declare his promises in the middle of the current, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the storm. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, We have an upstream God who knew you'd be in that situation before you were in it and prepared you for the moment that you got to the bank of the river. Srimad Bhagavatam tells us that when Vasudev stepped out past the water's edge, knee deep, that's when the water eased up. That's when the current abated, the levels lowered. That's where he saw the miracle, when he stepped towards the uncertainty. He saw the miracle when his faith got past the little baby's shallow wading pool stage and his faith exhibited itself in the deep water stage. That's where you're going to see the miracle. As you step into it, awkward, uncomfortable, as you move towards it and you keep moving towards it, Keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting, keep coming, keep digging, keep flowing, keep showing up, keep doing everything that Krishna told you to do. When Vasudev was in the water's depths, that's when he saw the miracle. He saw it when he got there. When did he see it? When he got there. All the time we're asking Krishna, are we there yet? And Krishna says, no, you're not there yet. You'll know you're there when it happens. 
I'm not going to show you anything major until you step out of the waiting pool. I'm not going to show you anything major until you get into the deep waters. The medical report says, I'm not going to get well, but I believe you are restoring health under me. My child's off course running with the wrong crowd, hasn't talked to me for two years, but Lord, I want to thank you. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My business is slow. I lost that contract. I didn't get that promotion. But Krishna, you said that even in famine, the devotees would have more than enough. Lord, construction costs are high, but I know we can finish building that temple. And don't come out of the water. Your obedience stepping into the water is what activated the miracle. And it's going to be your obedience of staying in the water that will cause you to see what Krishna has done upstream. That miracle is set in motion when you pray. That time Krishna dispatched the healing, the favor, the freedom. On our website, utahchristians.org, I don't know who wrote this actually. But you'll find these few passages in the about section. According to folklore, John Coyle, a visionary and former Mormon bishop, publicly prophesied in 1947 that a great temple would be built. He was looking, on the, sitting on his porch, pointing to this hill. A great temple would be built on a certain hill in Spanish Fork. Fifty-four years later, a majestic Rajasthani style <laughs> temple of the International Society of Christian Consciousness he didn't say what denomination it <laughs> opened in June of 2001. What had happened? In 1982, two of Prabhupada's disciples, by Bobby and Chiru, arrived in Spanish Fork, of all places, to start a Hare Krishna temple. One result of their dedicated efforts is that the temple they built on a hill now draws approximately 50 to 60,000 visitors a year. What was once a two-story log house which served at one point as a temple and residence, has evolved into a 50-foot-high palace that hosts spiritual retreats, yoga classes, and lively Sunday feasts, what to speak of the largest color festival in the United States. The pioneering spirit in the hearts of True and Vaibhavi found a perfect setting and place that today is home, as well as to cowboys and missionaries. But none of this happened in a day. We came to Utah in 1981, those waters did not part immediately. For 10 years, it seemed like nothing was happening. For the first decade, even she and I, great people of faith, occasionally even doubted that we might have got it right. <laughs> Once in a while, we thought, have we made a mistake? Like we came from Los Angeles, somebody, Los Angeles devotees thought we were out of our minds. You're going to where? There was a t-shirt popular in Los Angeles in the 80s that everybody was wearing. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you might be in Utah. <laughs> I actually thought that was a good predictor you know, of success. <laughs> <laughs> I know the devotees thought we were off our rockers. In the devotee world, it seemed like we dropped off the map, disappeared into outer space, given up the ghost. And then all of a sudden, we exploded back on the scene with the grand opening of the temple in 2001. Devotees couldn't believe it. It's like we'd come back from the death. Everybody giving up on us. That didn't matter. 
important thing was Krishna was upstream making all the arrangements. Krishna hadn't given up on us. And can I tell you that when Krishna is for you, it really doesn't matter who's against you. You and Krishna are a majority. He'd been ahead of us at least by 50 years. He showed that Mormon prophet in 1947 what he had already planned for since the beginning of time, long before Vaibhavi and I were born. Krishna was damming the waters upstream, triggering those circumstances that later would reduce the negative currents, lower the water levels and make the uncrossable possible. Going before us, making crooked places straight, lining up the land, the donors, the connections. When you first step out in faith, things may seem to go against you. What that is is a test. Do you have baby faith or do you have adult faith? A lot of people get out of the water too soon, five minutes, six, they don't wait the full 10 minutes. They get out after nine minutes and oh, what they've missed. Nothing happened true. I stayed there for nine minutes. <laughs> no, you have to stay there for at least 10 minutes. Why? Because the upstream blessing is there. It's making its way to you. But the thing is, to see it, you have to have upstream faith. You have to know it's coming. Not that when we don't see anything happen, we think, oh, Krishna must not have heard me. Nothing's changing. No. The moment you pray to God-centered prayer, Krishna heard your request. You may not be able to see it for a while, but upstream, things have changed in your favor. Upstream, healing has been released. Upstream, the right people have been lined up. Upstream, the breaks you need, the restoration of vindication has been put into place. Now, don't let what's happening downstream talk you out of the blessings that are upstream. Blessings that have been dispatched with your name on them, your spouse's name, your children, your grandchildren who may not even have been born yet. Generational blessings, blessings of healing, favor, abundance. Now, do your part and have upstream faith. Krishna, I believe that the moment I prayed, you not only heard me, but you answered my prayer. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I know. I know your faith. I know I'm healed. I know I'm blessed. I know my children are going to be mighty in the land. I know that my latter days will be better than my former days. I think we'll all agree that when your prayers are answered right away, when you have like a dramatic Red Sea miracle and Krishna does something instantly turns things around, you can immediately see it, feel it, touch it. It's easy to say, Krishna, you are good. Thank you for what you've done. That doesn't take any real faith. Real faith is when you don't see anything happen. You still say, Krishna, I don't see it, but I believe you're working. I don't feel any better, but I know I'm healed. That angel hasn't shown up yet, but I know my breakthrough is on the way. See, downstream faith says, I'll believe it when I see things changing. When my health is restored, I'll believe it. When I get that promotion, when my boss begins to treat me better, then I'll thank Krishna Charu, then I'll have a good attitude. 
here's the problem. You're not going to see upstream blessings unless you have upstream faith. And sure, sometimes Krishna does it instantly, but most times there will be a gap, a hiatus. You'll come to your Yamuna River, you prayed, you stood in faith, you declared his promises, but the waters maybe even got more forceful. The wind blew even more hurricane gale. The angel didn't show up. So the question you have to ask yourself, am I going to get discouraged at that point? Give up on what I'm believing for. Only have downstream faith. Or are you going to dig in your heels and say, I'm not moved by what I don't see. Krishna, I know that upstream, you've already changed things. You've already dammed up the water, stopped the sickness, lined up that promotion, set the right people on my path, built this temple. Lord, I thank you that it's on the way. Can I tell you tonight that Krishna has upstream blessings for each and every one of you. Things you're believing for. Things that he set into motion. But he's also looking on your part for upstream, not downstream faith. And what you need to do is not get talked out of it. Don't let what hasn't happened, how long it's been, how unlikely it looks to convince you to quit believing. Stay in those waters. Keep in the presence of Krishna. Lord, I thank you that you're fighting my battles. I thank you that what you promised me is on the way. I know your favor surrounds me. Goodness and mercy are following me. What you purpose for my life will come to pass. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Hare, Hare. Can I encourage you, the blessings are upstream. The temple is upstream. The promotion is upstream. The divine connection is upstream. Krishna has already taken care of it. Now, stay in faith. Be patient while it flows downstream. Don't get talked out of it while you're waiting for things to change. The Lord, your God, is getting you prepared in your thinking to not let circumstances talk you out of what Krishna has already done. You're going to, if you kept in first place, come into upstream blessings. Things that Krishna has already set into motion. Opportunity, healing, abundance. God is going before you even now. But here's the key. Don't let downstream doubt keep you from upstream blessings. Instead of thinking about how big the obstacle is, why don't you have upstream faith? Krishna, I thank you. You're going ahead of me, opening doors that no person can shut, doing what medicine can't do, taking me places that I could never go on my own. Father, thank you for those upstream blessings. I heard a story about a surgeon named Paul who was in Haiti right after those big earthquakes some years ago. He and a team of surgeons were operating on the injured, saving lives. At one point, right in the middle of all that, the main monitor they were using during surgery to check blood pressure and vital signs, it went out. Without that monitor, they couldn't do any more surgeries. 
The man in charge of the hospital searched from top to bottom, from the basement to the attic. They looked everywhere. They couldn't find another monitor. So Paul and his team started making phone calls back to the mainland, the United States. And even there, they were hard-pressed to come up with something. And if they did, it would have taken several days to have been flown in from the States. So it looked like they were at a temporary standstill. Lo and behold, a few hours later, this hospital administrator, a local Haitian man, came in, carried a brand new monitor, still in the box. They opened it. It was exactly what they needed. All the right connections. Paul and the other surgeons were so surprised that he would have that exact monitor. How is it? This man told how two years early he was at a hospital administrator's conference in Miami. Everyone that attended the conference was automatically entered into a contest for a door prize and out of several thousands of people it just so happened that he had won that monitor, which he had no need of at the time, been sitting in a closet for two years in his home. What do we learn? Christian's going ahead of you. He knows what you're going to need down the road in the future. That was an upstream blessing. Krishna had the solution before they had the problem. Krishna says, before you call, I will answer you. Before you call, I will answer you. That's why we can live in peace. Not worried about our children, stressed over our health, losing sleep over our finances. Why? Because Krishna is going ahead of those who keep him first place. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Sunday night here at the temple. What is that? You might think you've come from Payson to Spanish Fork. Or you might have come from Lehigh to Spanish Fork. Or from Santa Guinea, Spanish Fork. But when you come to the temple, the services for an uplifting message and for good association, you've come actually, you know what I'm going to say, right? Come from downstream to upstream. This is upstream. Sunday night at the temple is upstream. It's where you get to hang out and feel the presence of God by praising Him. You get your strongest dose of Krishna upstream at the temple on Sunday nights. You get the strongest feeling during the time that we're here is that Krishna is in this with me, working through me, fighting for me. When I have a problem, I know Krishna has a plan. And the more time I spend in His presence, the better I will be prepared when I get into the troubled waters of life. And we all need time with Krishna upstream. And we do that throughout the week. Among other things, by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, I gave this talk last night in Salt Lake City. Everyone chuckled at this slide. <laughs> this is my last point. Anybody taking a business degree, MBA? Okay. Well, here's here's a little lesson, a mini lesson. In business terms, when they talk about upstream, hasn't got anything to do with rivers. In business terms, upstream is where the product originates, where it's created, 
manufactured. Now, in business terms, when they talk about downstream, that refers to all the activities around marketing and selling the product. So our question tonight is, why do we live in a world where people seem to spend much more time downstream marketing a concocted version of themselves rather than upstream with Krishna so that he can show you who you are and what amazing plans he has for your life. And the fact is that if you spend all of your time on Facebook trying to market a pretend version of yourself, you'll never know about the God who created you and who wants to empower you to do great things. In fact, there are things he's doing right now that you can't see. Your Yamuna River in your life may not be parting at this very moment. At this very moment, you may not see anything happening. But can I tell you, if you kept in first place, upstream, the miracle has already taken place. Upstream, Krishna stopped the water. And it's just a matter of time. If you stay in faith before you'll see things change in your favor. He's going before you right now. Now just do your part and have upstream faith. Don't let what you can't see talk you out of what has already happened. Walk by faith and not by sight. Keep believing, keep expecting, keep praising. If you do this, I believe you're going to see upstream blessings. Like with Vaya and myself, like with Paul the doctor, those waters are about to recede. What you've been praying about is on the way. Like with Vasudev, the waters have already been dammed in your favor. Breakthroughs are coming, promotion, healing, the fullness of your destiny in this life. Next life, you go back to home, back to God. Any of that appeals to you, you're invited to raise your arms along with faith, say it together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.